You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So, all right, last night, a back-to-back, a traveling back-to-back. Yes. For the This would be what they call in the business a schedule loss on paper. Yes. The Raptors had 122 points with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and a 12-point lead. They scored four points the rest of the way, and the Timberwolves pulled away for a comeback victory. And it was not missing all kinds of open shots or making, you know, missing shots, throwing the ball away. The Wolves guarded the hell out of them on the perimeter. They went out and guarded the perimeter. It was was amazing to watch. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And uh, as I said here when we were talking before, uh, when D'Lo – when they don't have to take D'Lo out to get better, it's, uh, you know, down the stretch, it's pretty good. He, he was even guarding guys. I don't know what got into him, but he had that one little stretch, what, a month ago where he had two, three games in a row, and then he just became what he is. Uh, but last night, that's his fourth quarter. He had 16 or something. He, he hit I mean, three was... consecutive three-pointers to basically <laughs> erase the, the double-digit lead. Yeah. How would you like to be coaching that? And, and you know, just know that you're only going to get it about 30% of the time. But when you get it, you say, yes, you know, know. That's, it's, uh, but yeah, Nas battles and Luca Garza's usable. And uh, it's, uh, you know, they got some depth and Noel's good. I don't know. We were just talking. Trade cat, trade go bear, start wow. all over again with spunky. <laughs> let's, spunky. Spunky, start guards at center. Let's go get rid of both of them this summer. Come on, let's go get that. Of course, the trouble is the stupid NBA rules are that you can't get rid of all your big salaries when you're over the cap, right? You got to take crap back, right? Don't you? I, I don't know how it works. You, you, you can't Well, just, no, you can. It depends. You have to, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but most teams are over the cap, which is why yes. this is a problem. So if, if both teams are over the cap, then you have to make it match. Yes. But if another team has a bunch of cap space, you could, in theory, trade a contract to someone that can absorb so you it. Could, you could find somebody to take cap who's a cat who's under the cap. I don't think you could find somebody to take Rudy, but uh, maybe maybe you can find somebody under the cap to take cat so you can just get cut it down because you got to pay Anthony a billion dollars here shortly so uh you know but he's i'll say one thing that guy's involved he, you know there were a few games earlier this year edwards where you said okay what's going on with him but he's involved yep. and uh they're just a better team when he's the show right i mean when yep. he's when he's running it they're a better team than when either of those other guys are on the court so i mean they could this could have been one of their great Great two game sweeps of all time. <laughs> they'd beaten Dave. They'd held on and beaten Denver the other night. But did you? Didn't you expect to have them see him come out and get beat, beat, beat by twenty last night? Uh, well, yeah. When I mean, they were down by double digits for almost the whole game. I feel they like. tried for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just and they're just kind of taking. They're chucking shots and 
it did look like, oh, so it was a moral victory on national TV, and now they come home when no one's watching and just, like, <laughs> don't play hard. But that's a good – that's a good – the Raptors are not part of the 10-team uh, playing bracket in the – no, uh, in the East right now, but they're competitive enough. They're least. not bad. They just beat the Knicks. Uh, came back and beat the Knicks in New York, and the Knicks are okay. And uh, they're 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 five games under five hundred, but they're, you know, they're not terrible. So, you know, the thing about the NBA now is, even the terrible aren't terrible as they used to be. There's a, you know, you got your five or six down at the bottom. Everybody beats the hell out of Detroit except us. But uh, yeah, except well, yeah. Although Detroit, um, no, they did. They did blow that game last night. They had a lead last night for a while. Um, but but in the West, here's the crazy thing. So right now, yes. as we record this this morning on this Friday morning, the Timberwolves are seventh right now in the yes. Western Conference, and they one are under. Are they one under five hundred or what? Two hundred. They're one. They're one under five hundred, but they have a back to back against the Rockets. Which I mean, I the, the Wolves can lose to anyone, so I'm oh, not going to sure, give. But but they sh- they should rattle off a couple wins in theory. Uh, so they're they're tied for the seventh seed, but they are only a game and a half back of the five seed Mavericks right now. And then one of the teams in the top four is the Kings, who have the highest scoring offense in the league. But I don't know that they're going to sit. I don't think the Kings are going to no. be there the rest of the year. So it's it's crazy right now. The Western yeah. Conference, all the way down to like the thirteen seed, has competitive teams. Well, the Jazz came in and beat the Wolves the other night, but. The Jazz, remember they were ten and three or something, and everybody the surprise team, and then they just didn't win any games for six weeks, and they're behind the Wolves now. So uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I looked at the standings today, and I started looking from the bottom, and I had to go all the way up to seven to find their six or seven to find the Wolves. I had no idea they were that high in the standings because you don't look at them that often, and it was. It's amazing, but that was the, the last two nights. You can't knock them. I mean, they played great. They, I mean, they finished great last night, and at Denver, they played great until the last five, four minutes, and then they kicked it away. So as long as two of their star players don't play, they don't appear to play. be in pretty good shape. I, I love yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Conley, great job. Thank you. Just don't play those two guys. Yeah, if you don't have your two big guys and D'Lo deserves, decide, decides to play, that's the third. In other words – most nights you could get you could be better without your three highest paid guys, right? And they're making thirty eight. Rudy's making thirty eight. Cat's making the same, right? Thirty five, yeah. They're, and they're both 35. very much and, on the way up to twenty five. Delo's making thirty. So that's uh, if you didn't have like a hundred five million dollars worth of hundred and ten million. You're better off without your $110 million worth of players. Yeah, and here here's the biggest question in the next, like, two and a half weeks or so, because the, the NBA trade deadline is on February 9th. So, you know, we got uh, 11. So, yeah, we're like two and a half weeks away from the deadline. If they don't trade D, I don't think they're signing D Lo long term because they got to pay Ant, they got to pay Jade oh, McDaniels. Can't, so they're not signing him. Hell so they have, they have two options. You can let him walk this summer. And you might think, well, well, it's thirty million dollars off the books, but it's not because you're yeah. over the cap. So you wouldn't, you would only get like half of that cleared from your books, or you could trade him sometime in the next two and a half wouldn't weeks. You, wouldn't you love to see him play like this for two weeks, though? So you could trade him. Yes, somebody might instead of having to take just garbage back, right? You could maybe get a another point guard that 
somebody else thinks they're upgrading by getting D'Lo, you know, somebody, because they need a point guard, you know, they need somebody to, you know, since Jordan, uh, McLaughlin's not your guy anyway, but plus he has to have his leg amputated or something here. He hasn't played for yeah, one like, leg. months. months Jump on one leg, dude. He's, he's got a worse calf than a uh, cat does, but yeah, it was, it, it had to be a pleasant surprise to everybody who went to that game last night, not seeing, to see the, you know, once they were down and after the night, after the disappointment of the night before and the trip and the whole thing, um, you know, you would have expected them to just lay down and take a 20 point beating, but they didn't So good for them. Poor Chris mm-hmm. Finch. He's got, he's got to go into the coach's room after every game and say, what the bleep am, am I is going on here? Dude, on any given night, they could go on the road yeah, and, and play, the, play the nuggets down to the final minute with two, two guys out, or they could go lose two games to Detroit. Like it's ridiculous. I heard a rumor that uh, this is a third hand that uh, oh, Pitchy, Pitchy likes D'Lo about as well as Zim like Cousins, from what I understand. He drives yeah. him nuts, you know. But yeah, yeah. You know, last night only adds to him driving you nuts, right? The, the only difference is Finch can bench D'Lo at the end of a key playoff game, yeah, and uh, right. Vikings yeah. coaches can't, unfortunately. Let's, uh, are we ready to get off the Wolves? Are we ready? That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You, you can move off. Yeah, you mentioned ahead. the uh, Kirk Cousins. So somebody asked Peterson about Cousins' pass, right? And and Peterson says, uh, well, I know, I thought maybe when I saw it, I thought he forgot what down it was, you know, because he, he couldn't figure out why he did that. So now Peterson is blaming it all on Kirk and defending the defense. Because yep. all the yes. reaction is, it's he's asked a question. He answered it. He did, And he also said, by the way, in the same quote, that uh, he's a top-ten quarterback, which is way overpraised, but that's okay. Uh, but it's, it's, he was not defending the defense. He knew he, he knows he had a terrible game, but he was asked a question and he answered it. So what, you know, why is he now a villain? Uh, I thought he might have lost track of Downs as one of my favorites of all time, though. And then yeah, he said he was no. taken aback on the sidelines, which was, <laughs> was great. No, he was honest. God, we don't want any honesty, do we? No, I know. But dude, you are no. so right. There is, I don't know what it is, and, and maybe maybe it's just that people have platforms to just amplify opinions now, but. We have we have gone so far into this one person to blame, black and white, this. Like Peterson says this, and people just assume that he did a 40-minute podcast trashing Kirk Cousins. Like, yes. In fact, he did a two-sentence, I don't know what went on, and then he said, buddy, he's a top-ten quarterback, and you can win with him. So, yeah. and, he, and I'm sure if he was asked in there about his some of his coverage of mistakes on Sunday, he would have uh, – been honest about it and said something but yeah, it's, but, the, uh, but then the other thing is like know, people you're... people well well you know oh it's just one play of course you're going to pick out the one play well when the one play happens yeah, in the biggest the moment game, of yeah. the game it is worth mentioning and pa- mentioning yeah. and passing okay you know you know when the when when the seattle decided to pass down on the goal line at the end of the Super Bowl, yeah. instead of having Marshawn Lynch, that was just one play. There's one, one play. There's one play. play. Yeah. There's a lot of it. It was just one play, for God's sakes. Let's go. You know, let's, uh, you know, Gary Anderson, it was just one field just goal. Just one kick. Yeah, just one kick. 
You guys Blair, are Blair so, trashing Gary Anderson. Yeah. yeah, what a great season. Uh, so, Royce, congratulations. You called it yesterday. Exactly right. The Vikings conveniently waited until Ed, till till the press conference for the season and ending pressure was done to send out, as you said, they're going to send out a release with a quote, and they did. Kevin yeah. O'Connell really appreciates Ed Donatel's service. Thank you so much. And, and I ripped them on Twitter, as a lot of us media types did. And people are saying, well, they didn't inform him until yesterday. They weren't meeting. Well, then have your end-of-the-year press conference on Thursday. Talk to your staff on Wednesday. Make your decisions. And then on Thursday, you know, there's no rush to have this bore-ass end-of-the-year press conference, right? You can do it on – if you can wait till Wednesday, you can wait till Thursday. But it's it's just – I mean, it was 100% predictable. This is what what it was going to be. But, uh, you know. It's, I'm sure that they uh, gave hot quotes to the uh, Vikings.com people who would have uh, taken a hard. <laughs> oh, let me check, some, actually. Let me see. Asked them see. some script, asked them some tough questions about it. So uh, it, it is funny. But it is also funny that, and that somebody said this in my Twitter account, which I appreciated. Somebody said, you've trashed this guy all year. The fans have been just, you know, for since about game four, they've been trashing him. And now they want him treated with respect and they're defending the Vikings for treating him with respect. You know, he did everything but kill his dog and his lawn, you know, and, you know, and leave it laying in the front yard like the oh, Dan Devine. Died 100 years ago, you know. And, uh, and but now, now they want him treated with respect. The Vikings were classy because they treated him with respect. No, they were gutless because they didn't want to answer direct questions about it. They talked about the defense being bad, but, you know, you got to have a chance to say, okay, what what went wrong? Was this Ed? Was this you? Who wanted to play this 3-4 like this? Who wanted to do this? They wouldn't have answered it, but you should have had it. They wouldn't have answered it. But Thomason should have had a chance to ask it, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's where there's no defending it. Yeah, his own bedside manner, don't you think? That would have been great to have Thomason going after him. It would have been great. So why are they afraid? Because I I think afraid is the right word. I mean, they they did this on purpose so that they wouldn't have to answer tough questions about Ed Donatel, which is by the way, it's such a standard thing in the NFL every year coordinators are swapped out and things happen. I mean, John Harbaugh is one of the most respected coaches in the league and they just parted ways with, with Greg Roman yesterday and then wink Martindale the year before and he gets up there and they just, you know, you're as I, it goes back, however, to my, my statement that whoever put those titles on coaches 60 years ago was a genius. Yes. Kevin O'Connor. We had a horrible defense. And let and I told them to play the three four, and let's blame the coordinator and run his ass out of here. Even though I, you know, you know, that's he, he takes no responsibility. This way, you take no responsibility. You just fire the coordinator, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you exactly. do three years there when you fire the coordinator, and then you know he can't. One one risk these coaches take by calling their own plays is they can't blame the offensive coordinator because. Anyway, uh, there is, by the way, uh, 
NFL, I'm sorry, Vikings.com. So they have the press release article, and you were wondering if maybe Vikings.com did some reaction to this. There is one link. It's a video with some reaction to the Donatel firing. It's uh, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, and Ron Johnson giving their candid opinions about the uh, Ed Donatel firing. On the uh, on some kind of a Viking show or what? I, th- I think they just sent in some selfie videos and glued them together for a Vikings.com. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Well, take, very, ob- take fast. very objective sources there, too. So that'll be good. Yep. Okay. All righty. How about those golfers? Uh, did they play last night? The halftime score was. Uh, oh, that's right. They were down. They scored 12 points in the first half. They got the rolled by Purdue, score, shockingly. The halftime score was Zach Eddy, 12, Gophers, 12. <laughs> and then they didn't play him much in the second half. But uh, I saw a reference to uh, lowest point total for Gophers since uh, 1951. Peach Bass. When they played at Indiana. So I looked it up and I haven't. I had. Uh, uh, John Wareham who runs the library for us. He's gonna he's gonna send me the clip. But I think the Gophers held the ball that game. It was thirty six to twenty four, and Indiana used to be called the Hoosier Hurry and Hoosiers. You know, they run up and down the court, and they were beating teams seventy to forty. And the Gophers went down to Assembly, what not Assembly Hall, wherever they played back then, and uh, and got beat thirty six to twenty four. So I wonder how far back. Beyond them holding the ball in 51, you have to go to uh, find them, not score. God almighty, what's he going to do? We'll always have Ohio State, Pat. Don't forget that, okay? We'll always have Ohio State. Well, here's the deal, though. Last night, nobody there again, right? Like, (laughs) they only announced 9,100. You know, I mean, there's no reason to. What's the incentive no to show up? No reason. Well, but I mean, they had a decent crowd for Ohio State, Uh, they had maybe 8,000 bodies. Not Ohio State. Uh, who was the morning game? The, the morning oh, game. Oh, right. Rutgers? Was it Rutgers? Yeah. Rutgers, Nebraska. Yeah, they had a decent crowd for – or Nebraska. Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska people came. I don't know. So, and then they – you know, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just awful. So this Zach know. Eady, who, who you said a couple days ago, is the front runner for National College Player of the Year, seven foot four. If you're wondering how hard it is to get your offense in against a seven-foot-four monster – the Gophers' two tallest players went three for 22 from the field last year. You know what the Gophers need? Rudy Gobert. They do. Has there ever been a trade? Has there ever been an NBA college basketball trade? We need Rudy in the middle at Williams. He's in the wrong building. How about Cat and Gobert for uh, who are we going to take? We're going to take Battle back at a terrible game. I don't know if I want Darson Garcia, but I don't know who else. How about Ola Joseph? Give me Ola yeah, Joseph. Ola Joseph, one of the old man. He's a young, he's a fresh. Or just the contribution. Boy, go, how. Go bear a contribution. Tax write up, boys. What kind of a. Uh, yeah, that's right. We could give it to the scholarship fund or something. What. Uh, oh, St. Thomas actually swooped him up. Sorry, uh, yeah. Gophers. <laughs> We didn't talk about St. Thomas. Did we talk about him? How about no, the, uh, $75 million. Yeah, Lee Anderson. He's not even a Catholic. <laughs> Dean Hart, you know, and he didn't have any kids go to school there. But Dean Hart got him onto the Tommy's board and everything a few years back. And he gave him 50 or 60 the first time to build the facility and wow. then the, the student union. And this time... 
They, he gave them 75, but then somebody told me he sold this company for 2.9 billion. He had a bunch of little companies. So anyway, but Judd, yeah. if you had, if you had $75 million burning a hole in your pocket, would you go to Benilde St. Margaret and uh, get, get him some new goalposts or what would you do? Oh, I'd contribute it. Yeah. If you name the school for me. Get him to move highway. Get him to move that street right in front there. Where if you if you take two steps out the front door, you got a chance to get hit by a car. <laughs> the frontage road. I could build my arena on the frontage road. You know what? They do need a rink. They they don't have an on campus hockey rink, so no, it's not a bad they, idea. They could, uh, yeah, they could. But uh, anyway, I don't I don't know what we're gonna what. Oh man, how bad what? What kind of a slump is Ohio State in that they lost to these guys and then they lie? I think they got beat again by Nebraska or something. They lost like four in a row. They were is that, is that win ready. not going to be considered a quality win for the Gophers <laughs> uh, on the on the bubble later this year if Ohio State keeps losing? I don't know. I I was predicting after the uh, Nebraska game where they played okay. Uh, Nebraska isn't great, but they you know they played okay. I was predicting they could equal last year's four wins in the Big Ten, but uh, after last night, I'm not so sure. It's going to be tough. Yeah, 39 points. Boy, oh boy. And usually, nothing. usually when you see Rutgers twice on your schedule, you're like, oh, that'll be. They're ranked 23rd right now, so you can't, actually good. can't even rely you know, on Rutgers. To go back to St. Thomas, apparently they're only going to hold about five for basketball, right? And people, yeah. people. Don't think that I still think they're going to get in the Big East in about five years, four years. But people think the arena might not be big enough. But the way college sports are going now, like Rutgers, everybody keeps telling me Rutgers got the best arena in the league, and it's eight thousand seats. It's you know because it's full. You know they go in there, it's loud, it's full. You know you put fifty five hundred in a place, and it's the atmosphere is going to be a lot better than having 6,000 people in Williams Arena, don't you think? And is, is college basketball even the next 20 years, as you build new arenas, you look at it, is for decades it was this wildly popular sport. Guys yeah. stayed for four years. You could easily pack 15,000, 20,000 people in an arena. I don't know that it's a 50, outside of like the top 20 programs, and the, the Dukes and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know that it's a 15,000, 20,000 seat sport. No, it's not. It's not. In fact, college sports in general are not drawing people. I mean, the football attendance is down a lot of places. Even, you know, Alabama has empty seats when they play one of the dogs and stuff. It's uh, the old 90,000 seat. You know, it's people are just, you know, I go there. I takes me hours to get in and out of the stadium. I pay an ungodly amount of money or I can stay home and watch my 70 inch television. Right. Yep. And have a couple of yep. bunch of friends over. I can throw a party and spend less money than I'm, uh, yeah. than I'm going to spend going to the game. It, it, I mean, college sports and jet plus. I got to do something. You can't tell me I can't buy a ticket, a, a season ticket, unless I donate $250 to your scholarship fund. You should be out there saying, Come and buy your tickets, and if you want to be nice and give us a donation, fine, but charge for the ticket and forget the scholarship BS. That it, that that ship has sailed in college sports. The fact that you can gouge everybody. You don't want a part. brick, a Patrick yeah. Royce brick somewhere. 
Yeah, I didn't buy any bricks. No, no, I don't buy any bricks. <laughs> I think but, if anyone uh, deserves a brick outside the Gopher football stadium, let's give it's, one to it's Patrick James Royce. You know uh, what? They're going to be the next to get, give you some award as a thank you for your service to the community. Uh, an engraved or an engraved or yep. lifetime achievement. You agree with me, boys? These little honors are be, are everybody saying it's all over. It's time. That <laughs> it. I think it's. This is it for him. We better do it before he's, you know. Let's just say you. Away. Let's just say you don't fit the the 2023 media profile they desire. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a that's a lot of places. And I, I hate to change the topic, but uh, Jake Mauer died. Uh, Joe's daddy. Uh, oh, what? A couple of nights ago, yeah. And uh, it's I think the they probably wrote the obit today. I found out yesterday morning and confirmed it with a couple of people, but uh, he's a good guy, very humble, having this great kid and uh, good guy. My favorite story, I'd, you know, they were they were really blue collar when Joe was a kid, that family. Uh, Teresa worked at St. Mark's or something, the wife, and, uh, you know, was a secretary and Joe and, and uh, Jake did various things. Jake had an old truck uh, with a bad muffler and you know they joe played sports with all the black kids over uh, jimmy lee's playground those were his teammates in basketball and football and they were they were getting ready to play like the state the the st paul championship game and uh joe hadn't showed up yet it was like five minutes beforehand and all his teammates were dressed and they were all nervous and uh and the legend is they didn't see the truck, but they heard it. It was around, you know, it was like two blocks away. And they heard it. And they all started saying to each other, Joe's coming, Joe's coming, Joe's on the way. They were worried about Joe getting there. Jake had such a lousy old truck, you could hear it two blocks away. So, uh, My God. Is this, like pu- is this public yet? I mean, it is uh, now, I guess. But like, I, I guess I put it on Twitter late last night. Uh, okay. I, but I, I think it was already out there by some other people. So. But it's yeah, it's uh, I don't know if the family's I don't know if the obit's been published yet or not. But uh, yeah. yes, he uh, I, I mean I've confirmed it with a family member. So anyway, well that's and, sad. Uh, yeah. Too bad. Good guy. He was a good guy. Love them heaters though. Man alive, he'd he'd have, he'd have to find that area to pound that butt someplace. <laughs> he was he he'd have to he did the the going outside to get a cigarette was uh, tough. I don't know if he was still pounding them, but he was a couple yeah. of years. ago. That's a tough generation, man. Just yep, ripping yep. heaters for fifty years. So, yeah. all right, Pat. Well, we will um, we'll catch up with you early next week after another uh, football playoff fun fest this weekend across two days. Who uh, who we like this weekend? I haven't even looked. Who we uh, j- just so Jacksonville gets beat. Let's let's get rid of that. <laughs> you're bored with Jacksonville. I'm bored with Jacksonville. Plus I think you're fine. Is... Yeah, the Chiefs will probably take care of it. Yesterday. Why can't that guy get a haircut? Wow, flowing locks, baby. All right. All right, see you. All right, see you, Pat. (laughs) All right, that's wrapping with Royce here. You can find Royce Unchained in all forms, everything he does with us on the Royce Unchained podcast feed.